Andrew Holmes returns like I never left. I missed y'all last week, but I'm back. You couldn't hold me back for too long. I'm like, yeah, I am. Shout out Josh Martin. He's not here tonight, but I know you're listening, Josh. Yo, I just want to say before we drop this podcast off, check out my boy John Morrell's podcast, Tainted Judgment. His last episode was featuring your boy. If you appreciated him on our podcast, you would love that episode of his podcast. He's a banger. With that being said, shout out to my boy, Leslie Jim, G-Baby, J-Crew, Jasper. Oh, you motherfuckers coming through again. Thank you. And let's pop this shit off. Oh, welcome back to Small State of Takes. We are on episode 202, opening take for Stephen. Oh, Scott, welcome back. What do you got? Yo, 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 what the fuck's going on? Happy to be here with the homies. Too bad Josh isn't here, but it's just the three of us and it's all good. Oliver and I feeling a little bit more aerodynamic right now. Both haircut it up. Oliver has still has a lot more hair than I do, but I think I went for it all. And you know what, dude? We, we might have waited a little bit too long this summer to chop this bitch. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but I'm feeling a lot better. How about you, Ollie? Yeah, nothing like a little haircut right as the heat wave ends to uh, to live life, I guess. Yeah, right, right when it cools down is when the best time to lose hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they say. Does the weight next... feel lifted? Do you feel lighter? You really do? I do. I I feel mentally lighter. How about that one? Yeah. Whoa. Definitely Ruth, less shout sweaty. Shout out Maggie Rogers. She believes in that. Yeah? She's a haircut. That, uh, that one of her hit songs was like uh, about cutting her hair and that she felt lighter mentally. Wow. Was, uh, oh, yeah. Look at that. That will that? be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking podcast. It's the fucking truth, though. Uh, I couldn't take it, man. There's like a whole mentality behind having longer hair. I never knew. You know, it's like, do you get your hair cut by the same person when you have longer hair as opposed to, I feel like that's got to be a total change up, right? How are you mm-hmm. going to trust the same person that does a fade to do like a long hair uh, treatment of some sort? Well, I got to be honest with you from this standpoint, I, um, I was getting my hair cut by the same guy all the time doing the fade and then keeping the top and shit. But, um, this time around I went in there, told the guy today's the day I'm going to chop this up, this hair off. He was okay, and he fucking and – and I wanted a mid-fade. I wanted, like, a down – from like the middle of my head down, fade, and then to keep the rest. And this guy, I don't know if I miscommunicated or what, but he went straight up the side of my head like I didn't ask for and then kind of gave me this haircut. I don't know. I'm still not very happy with it, but I took it on the chin. I left, whatever. Go home. My mom and my girlfriend both fucking laugh at me. Oh, no. So I've been wearing oh, no. it since. Yeah, I'm in that zone. <laughs> So it's like you know what, fuck y'all. I'm, if if the place was was open, like I, I went there like like five o'clock on Friday. If it was still open, I would have gone back and had the rest of my hair just buzz the fuck off. Wow, it's one of those zones. Wow. I like though. I don't know. It's not definitely not laughable in my opinion. Thanks, man. Right? Well, that's crazy. <laughs> is it? Well, it's just such a change too. That's probably what the biggest thing is, right? Where it's like, I don't know. Like that's a huge adjustment from what you had as before. So anything's gonna look. A little wild in comparison, but no, that's a good haircut. Not what you wanted, obviously. That's that's what I would be mad about too. So I feel you. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was a difference maker. If it was like what I wanted, I could have come back with like, well, fuck it, that's what I asked for, but it's not what I asked for, unfortunately. <laughs> How about you, Ollie? How was your uh, how's your haircut experience? Break it down. It's great. Yeah, it takes a little longer these days, but uh, nice little salon nearby that I go to, and um, yeah, I mean, back in the day when I was when I, you know when I had short hair, my haircuts took five ten minutes. I was in and out, <laughs> but now. Now you go to a real hair salon. I got a whole routine. It you know it takes a good forty five minutes. Uh, still pretty cheap though, only like twenty bucks. So I'll take that. Twenty bucks for a forty five minute haircut? Yeah, I I tip well though. I'm a good tipper. Wait, you tipping five bucks? Twenty five twenty percent over no, there? No, I double it. I double it. A little hundred percent tip. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh wow. Because I, huh. you no, know, it's a really cheap haircut to be, in my opinion. Um and. uh <laughs> The first time I went in there, I was like, I, I planned on spending about 50 bucks. And she was like, it's 25 bucks. I'm like, huh, well, it's a lot cheaper than I was expecting for close to an hour. And I, uh, you know, in a good mood. And now I can't go back. I can't. <laughs> I tip. was going to say, no, I you kind of fucked yourself. Dude. I you did. Kinda, no, you I did. set that precedent. That's I, the thing. <laughs> I, now I can't tip any less. So now I just, I do 50 bucks every time, which 50 bucks for an hour, nonetheless, is, you know, it's fine for a haircut to me. Well, Gilly, what's the deal with you? Because I know Gilly. Yeah, so actually, last last time I got a haircut, I, I went back to the place I think I told you about, Steve. Yeah. And uh, but this time I did the haircut and the beard because it was like I don't know. I was like having a weekend, so I was like, all right, I'll go all out. I'll do it. Uh, it was seventy dollars. Uh, before and again, it's weird. What I have a question on when it's like the person who owns it. How do you tip that? Right, like that's kind of weird because they're. It's all profit at that point, for the most part, other than keeping the lights on, whatever, the shaving cream, all that shit. Like, yeah. so I did, I think I still tipped him like 10 or 15 bucks. Yeah. So it was like an $80, $85. And again, that kind of, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, but, and that was expensive. I'm not going to do the the shave every time, but tell you what, that was an experience too. Tons of hot towels. I kept getting wrapped up. He has, I don't know if there's a common thing, but with a, uh, like a massage glove, I got like my whole face massaged my like neck the back of my head the top of my head it was kind of cool you it was like a service. luxury experience yeah it was like an, an hour and i i was loving it to be honest it was expensive as fuck so i can't do that every every month but is that a barbershop or is that like a fucking like full-blown salon like barbershop wow yeah, this dude that's that's awesome Barbers and gents is the name of the place yeah. in in philly yep and that's i did i tell you the uh rule of this uh this place can't talk sports. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> Interesting. Doesn't do it. I he was telling me where he was from one time. He he was from Queens. My sister in law is from Queens, and she's a big Mets fan. So I was just like, I think it's an easy segue to be like, oh, from oh, from from Queens originally. Cool. Like you, Mets fan. And he cut me off there. He goes, you know, I don't talk. We don't talk sports in here. Uh, I guess he had a bad experience with a customer one time that found out that he was like a New York based fan. And a Philly fan, that longtime customer, kind of got heated with him. I don't know. Pretty wild. That's, I'm that's like, okay, bro. Wacky. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy, but sure. <laughs> wow. So, that's what are the topics he enjoys? Like music, food, shit like that. Like, yeah, where, where do you yeah, find yourself? Doing? A little bit of everything. No, he's 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 kind of an open book about his relationships. That's good, I guess. He got engaged, so he's, he talks about that shit. <laughs> um, he's also a big gamer, apparently. So we talked about that a lot last time, where it was just like. I, I told him how I like because he's like, oh, what kind of games you play? We were talking about something, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, I, I mostly sports games, but like I used to get into like the more intense games a little bit. 
I like name dropped Skyrim and he called me out. He's like, well, I mean, how many hours are you talking to Skyrim? Oh. And I was like, probably close to 300 on my like, like main account that I played the most. Obviously I've bought it several times. This guy comes back with, I don't even know what his number was in the thousands though. Or it's just like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> oh, so he's a real deal. Yeah. He was just baiting me. <laughs> wow. That's dope though. <laughs> he said he broke up with a girl when Skyrim came out. Wow. For Skyrim. He was like, this isn't going to work for a while. Well, he's the and then they got back together eight months later. Man, <laughs> same girl. Same girl. <laughs> That's love. I, you know, I, I respect it. <laughs> I respect the respect he had for that girl. He knew he couldn't give her what she needed for that eight months. It's great. I'll tell you it's what. On him. Big take. I When uh, Red Dead 2 came out, like right before that came out, I came close to dating a girl. Psh, nope. Fucking <laughs> that shit in its tracks because I was like, I, I can't give anyone but the time that's needed for a relationship. Made the right move. I need to give all my love and affection to Arthur Morgan. Yeah, that's that right. the bullet there, dude. Shout out Arthur, shout out John Marston. <laughs> it's all good. Ain't that shout out to Dutch? How about that? Shout out to Dutch for real. <laughs> he had a plan. That was the I just love in that game. He's always like they're strapped for cash, and he's in these fucking three piece suits, just right. like really like at the camp, just looking dressed to the nines. He's like, "We need money, y'all." <laughs> he has a record player. He has like rings, yeah. gold rings, <laughs> nice hair. <laughs> the thing about Ollie over here he doesn't play enough single player games. Yeah, I really don't, and I know it's a flaw, but it is what it is. Do you ever miss it? Sometimes, like honestly, not too long ago, I was like, man. You'd really go for a nice Skyrim binge. I, ironically, the game I had in mind was Skyrim, and <laughs> like, uh, what do I want to play it on? And then by the time I thought about all that, like, oh, I'll probably have to buy it for the Switch because that's a, the most mobile thing where I can just play it wherever I am. I don't have to sit down and play it, and blah blah blah. And then by the time I thought about all that, I was I was over it. <laughs> well, good. Do you have it up for Switch? You have Skyrim? No, I have not done that. I'm afraid. Yeah, of that to be honest with you, because uh, I my issue is I think I need to go like I need to dive head in when I get like a single player game or at least in my head I'm like I want to make this worth the money I'm going to spend on this video game. For some reason I don't feel that way with sports games and other games. I'm like yeah whatever sixty right. bucks on MLB the show and I've got my money's worth I'd say. But like for some reason with like those games that's why I never got a uh, Elden Ring because I was just like I can't I don't know I don't want to lock in that much in. <laughs> play that many hours that I think I would need to to feel like I'm doing it. So I feel like that'd be a game for you too where you would like you personally would be in hard. I know multiple people are telling me it's like, oh I think you'd like this based on what you like. Mm. Can't do it right now. I tried it out actually and uh I I'm glad I didn't buy it because it really? kicked my ass. It kicked my ass like repeatedly and I, I, I need more hand holding. That's the that's the truth. When it comes no. to gaming, I've never played those. What is that? Is that Dark Souls? Is that what that is? Yeah. The one, yeah. Like, I've never gotten into any of them, so it is kind of a big adjustment, at least. Of like, I have no idea what the hell the story, like, what's going on. Kind of, it seems a little a little intense, especially like when you go through the builds of stuff. And you're like, all right, I want to be X, Y, and Z, and then once I get like, I don't know, this spell, then I'm going to use that a lot. Like, I don't know. That's just yeah. it's a lot to commit to. It's not just like a passive game. You can just pick up, play for an hour, and then not play it for another three days. It's like, no, four-hour sessions plus, right? That's the vibe I get, at least. 
yeah, and you walk away hating your life and didn't don't even know what happened. No story was was pushed along. Nothing. Hey, big yeah, question, you monsters. You guys getting cod? Yeah, I think I'm gonna get it this year. I think so. How about you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, fucking. This is the last one for a couple of years, dude. We'll be a fucking. Yeah, that's true. 30. We're going to a off off cycle uh, every oh, no. other year cycle with COD, which I think will be a good thing long term. But we'll see, man. I know from a single player standpoint, if you play the campaign in the last one, it's supposed to continue off that and be good. So, of of Modern Warfare, yeah, really. Like, I never like, played that campaign actually. I didn't either, but that's what. So the kids are saying, "Streets." <laughs> yep. I love, I like that game. I played it. How about Saints Row? You guys getting that? I'm, I'm getting that. So. Didn't even know that was that was a thing. Next Tuesday, bro. Saints I Row. Never, never four? dabbled into Saints Row. To be frank. With no you. way. I have a little bit, but not not much. I'm not like a yeah. It's cool. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, it's 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 fucking it's like a cartoony. It's like a cartoon freaking GTA. But yeah, next week. Well, the storylines seem fun on those though, where it's kinda like kinda wild shit. Yeah, it kinda doubled down on like the stupidity. Like before it was like kind of serious and gangster shit, and then it became like they used to make like poke fun at the genre. Yeah. <gasps> Speaking of poking fun, another topic change, but I have to ask you guys your opinions. The black slim shady. Thoughts, opinions. Did Oliver hear it? I know Gilly did. Did Oliver hear the song? I did not. I yeah, I've got a friend that is a big fan of the game, both the game and Eminem. I'm assuming that's what we're talking about, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and I talked to him, and I was like, "Is this worth listening to an 11 hour dis, 11 minute? Might as well be 11 hours, <laughs> 11 minute diss track." And he was like, "It's not even a diss track, bro. It's like an it's like an ode to him." And I'm it like, "It is." So is it worth listening to or not? Because I can't think of one single song by any artist that is worth listening to 11 minutes. Like, just make a podcast at that point, please. <laughs> just air out your grievances or worshiping or whatever in a podcast. Don't make an 11-minute song. So I just don't think I have the attention to listen to it, to be honest with you, Steve. Okay. All right, Gilly? I, I, I still have not gone back to actually finish that song, to be honest with you. You didn't finish it? <laughs> you just proved my point. I listened to almost every other song in the album all the way through that one. I was just like, I can't fucking do this. This is, I, he lost me. I, and again, I don't even, I, because I, I've seen the herd the same thing too of like, it's kind of more of a tribute to him than it was a diss. And I thought people were kind of trolling at first. But I didn't really, but no, I don't know. I just, I was a little underwhelmed by the album. How do you feel about the album as a whole, Steve? As a as a game uh, master fan? Yeah, I come to realize that I think I am the like the the game's ma- master fan of this podcast. But th- maybe Josh is too. Josh really loves him too. Uh, but I was looking through my discography and my Apple shit, and uh, the first like six albums of his career back when iTunes was first coming out, I bought them. Like I purchased every album, <laughs> and. And now I have a little, the rest on Apple Music and stuff, but I've always, I've always loved the game, even though he's pushing like forty or fifty, however old he is, I don't even know anymore. The Black Slim Shady song, though, like at this point, like I have a couple things to say about the game. All right, I to to me, the game is like the ultimate 
like bravado of a rapper. Like this, this is this is my perspective of rap. Like there was like when I was growing up, like and we were all like you know like eleven years old, twelve years old. I'd see the game on MTV and be like, holy shit, that guy's a fucking badass. He will kill everybody. I would never fuck with that guy. And like and like similar feelings about Fifty Cent, Dr. Dre, all those like you know all those gangsters at the time. But like the game to me was like that was my guy. Like the game is the coolest. And then over time, like he kind of faded out of like being the most popular of of those guys. You know, like Eminem becomes like or he was already was like the greatest to ever live and shit. But like everyone's like, oh yeah, Eminem's my fave. Fifty Cent's you know making the club hits and the game kind of just like fades away. Now we have this album come out 10 years like later of like post primes of everybody. The Black Slim Shady comes out. That song was I was laughing out loud. That was like a, that was like an ode to him. But my favorite part, and it's it was on Twitter too, people said this. It was like he says something about how you not you have eleven albums out and not one was ever played in my car. And then he proceeds to like make non-stop references for the next eight minutes like <laughs> and it was great oh hold on, my dad's calling me i'm sorry guys keep going i'll be right back i uh, the thing is the game and again oh we'll, let's see continue in a second here but i don't know ali like there's there's like two albums in our like our youths that i think i i can like remember of like being like okay like yeah that was that's the shit of uh what is it the documentary with like hate it or love it that was like a jam, and it was like, okay, this guy. And, but the, other than that, I feel like he always dropped albums that just didn't move the needle for me, at least. It didn't even get play on the radio. Yeah, I, I, I was never a big. I never really delved into his discography, to be honest with you. Um, not okay. till at least like later in my life, and even then, I never delved deep. I always preferred Fifty Cent, honestly. I feel Is like, yeah, I feel like you're kind of either. I don't know if this is true. Maybe I'm just making this up, but I feel like you either like 50 Cent or you like the game. Not many people really, really, really like both of them passionately. That's, and that's true. I yeah. think Get Rich or Die Trying is one of my, I, I mean, I, one of my favorite albums of all time. And right there, kind of, I don't know. I never, I just never really uh, got into the game. There's some verses out there that I like from him and some features, but just in general. Eh, I thought whatever. you liked the game, Ollie. I thought it's you were fine, kind of but I'm not. I'm not like a fan. Like I would not consider myself like a fan. Okay. I don't have anything against him. I don't think he's bad or anything. I'm just like, eh, whatever. Got in- this is the got- first album of his I've listened to in a while, though. I will say that where it's just like, like at least all the way through. Yeah. Kind of just like eating almonds. You're just like, yeah, whatever. They're fine. No, if I, I think that. When you're ranking your favorite types of nuts, I don't know why this came into my mind. Probably because I bought almonds today. Uh, you're like, yeah, I can. Yeah, almonds are fine. You, you want to hear a confession about the game, real quick, about me? I remember the game was so influential to me when I was like 12 that he came on TRL one time, and I, I was watching like, you know, remember that shit on MTV? Yeah. And he was wearing a California Angels hat, and it was, and it looked like a fucking like, it looked like a Red Sox hat kind of because it had like a C and an A and it was red like that, but like, and he came out with like the flat brim. And, he's, and he was like, he was such a fucking G. He had the butterfly tap before he covered it up with the LA. And then he covered it up with a star. And he was like, yo, buy my new album, the documentary, all the shit. <laughs> and I remember thinking the hat was the coolest shit. And I could never, ever find it. I, I looked all over the internet, could never find it. And then maybe about 
four years ago, I went to the baseball hall of fame of my aunt and uncle. And uh, across the road from the hall of fame is every hat ever. Like they have this, this store that has every fucking hat you could ever imagine. And I'm like, all right, this is my one chance. Walk up to the counter. I said, yo, do you guys have this California angels hat? Like, I don't know how to describe it other than like, I saw it on TRL once when I was 11, <laughs> <laughs> the rapper of the game. They found the fucking hat. They found it. I, I wow. have the hat. And it is sick. I have never worn it. It is actually at my parents' house, like behind my TV, and it's covered. I refuse to like let it see the light of day because that's one of my prized possessions. It's a big confession. Shout out to the game. That's intense. I will say the that game, is intense. That's cool. You, you started that off by saying the game is a James. Like, if, yeah, he's. He's about as gangster of a real, like, not this, you know, fake, these fake 20-year-old gangsters, rappers that come up these days, like, he was definitely a gangster. I have a question for you. Is gangster rap dead? Uh, If it's not dead, it's probably underground by now. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, real Is gangster? it, though? I don't <laughs> know. I feel like we see more, almost more arrests. Of rappers for like all this shit that we did like. Betty Wap got arrested again the other day. See, that's gangster. That's <laughs> yeah, but, his, <laughs> but his music's not gangster rap. He's talking about trap queens. Give me a break. Well, it is drug. That's pretty drug. Drug. That's pretty. I know, but when <laughs> you hear when, when you think of when you think of gangster rap, what do you think of like Tupac? Yeah, I think of like bravado, fucking like threatening. Right. Like talking shit. <sighs> Like, we still have I that. Know. I guess we do. I don't know. I don't. My, uh, you guys know me. My discography is pretty limited these days. So, well, who, who do you like? Would Pop Smoke like... be considered gangster rap? Not who? I mean, maybe some of yeah, it, yeah. but not all of it, right? Not all of it, no. But he, you know, he had a pretty tough persona. Like, who maybe. do you think is like the biggest hard ass right now? Like, I used to think the game was like a fucking hard ass. That's like, like, like or like Fifty Cent too. I was like, oh shit, those guys were beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough rappers these days to, to have a take, I think. Like Rick Ross? Nah. No, no. Ah, he's too rich now. If he was, right? I feel like, because that's the other thing too. You kind of can't be too rich because then all of a sudden you're just at fucking Michael Rubin parties and it doesn't hit the same. Yeah, it's true. Just like in all white outfits on Instagram. Like, all right, that's not that hard. <laughs> it, yeah. And sometimes when you when you're too respected and shit too, like when people when everyone gives you all the flowers that you deserve, like, I mean, I guess like Lil Wayne's probably still up there, but he doesn't really make any new music these days, and when he does, it's not good. Did you? Ever, I don't think ever, anybody's scared of Lil Wayne though. No, yeah. you're right. He just has that just thug persona. I guess nobody's actually scared of him. Guys on life support every other month. Yeah, feels like true. Another scare. Just, I hope he's okay, but it just feels like there was a stretch for a while. It's like there were several reports that yeah. Lil Wayne passed away. It's like thank I God know. he didn't, but damn. Yeah, do you ever you ever know. feel threatened by Lil Wayne? No, definitely not. Back in the day, it would have been a little bit, right? But yeah, a little bit more, not. but not, not, com- not compared to these other guys like Fifty Cent or the Game. That like those guys. You're just... the most threatening rapper. Like, like the game is from that for me, and then Fifty Cent probably. Like, I don't want to fuck with that. Like the cool Coolio was pretty scary. Like, like two thousands. I was kind of scared of him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, research oh, mafia. Ja Rule. Ja, uh, could you kind of? Ja, <laughs> ja Rule. I don't know. Yeah. He's kind of fake. 
Don't you think? Yeah, but when we were kids, though, you didn't uh, know. I was going to say, like, he had early a, Ja Rule is scary as hell. Like that raspy voice, though, you know? Right. Well, in the con- – like, he, uh, just like the ad-libs at the beginning of songs, too. That was scary. DMX? Oh, that's the ultimate. True. Yep. That's, yeah. that's just, bravado. He'd fuck you up, dude. Yeah, you he that, he, sound, he reminded me of, like, every, like, kid I was scared of that was older than me in high school. Like, Nick Benoit. Like, <laughs> oh, 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 like ah, I'm scared. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> it's funny because Ja Rule and like an Ice Cube too. I would say are like oh, guys that were like scary, but then they completely pivoted to being like <laughs> like media people. Where now they're like, and again, less less so Ja Rule. But I just think of his because uh, he had a TV show and he was on he was on Run's House back in the day. Do you remember that? One of his kids dated dated uh, one of I his daughter. Maybe his daughter. So maybe it was his son dated. Uh, Run's daughter, but I just remember him going to the house being like, holy shit, it's Ja Rule. Then he's yeah. like a dad, though. It's kind of weird. Then you see him at like the end, like the Firefest show, and he's like, you know, relating to teenagers. What? Yeah, yeah. And then and you remember the uh, the Bucks game that he performed at halftime? Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the saddest clips of all time where he asked for what, like, I forget, like, if the fans do something, and he's like, I guess not. And it's just like, <laughs> With that Ray Allen's Bucks jersey on, like that. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. I love. Oh, I used to love Ja Rule. That was probably my first like real him or Nelly. I would say of like rapper that I listened to like multiple albums of. It was mostly because that's what my brother and sister list- listened to. But still, it's like holy crap! I should not be listening to this. Yeah, that's big. That's that's big. That's the game to me. Like the first rapper that's like influential that you're like holy shit. Like on your on your. Yeah brain of music taste you know who's that for you and ludicrous actually ludicrous too is another early one where i was like well i don't know what this guy's saying but i don't think i can repeat these words (laughs) (laughs) who's that for me ludicrous dmx it was probably dmx was the first guy that i got introduced to like whoa yeah that's real i mean i don't really count eminem because uh, i don't know i just don't feel like he had that but dmx definitely did and I listened to DMX when I was probably younger than I should have, to, how to old? be honest. I don't know. How old do you think you should be when you listen to DMX if you actually I, – because I was listening to him in like when we were playing COD 4 all day. When was that, middle school? Early middle yeah, school? Yeah, I'm thinking like 11 years old maybe. Yeah, 12, 13 probably is when I started listening to DMX. That's, I think that's a little on the young side. It, it definitely is like not the intended audience for sure. Yeah. No, I don't think I don't think I don't think twelve year old Oliver was DMX's intended audience. <laughs> Oliver, he's really trying to blow it out of the water with the uh, the, the white middle class. Uh, yeah, yeah, white class from crowd. Southern Rhode Island. That's that, that's yeah, what he's going that at. Was the market. Yep. <laughs> you think this is a fucking game? Oliver's like fucking playing God. No, it's Hell not a yeah. game. <laughs> 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 scary yo oh shit you know who else is scary sandy alcantara dude's good good at baseball he's back Cy young definitely the, definitely the leader he's got to be i don't who else? who's the other guy who's the who's the next dude i saw something about edwin diaz i don't really think that he's no sure, way. it's a great season. He'll get, get votes. He'll get votes. He'll get votes, but it's not that crazy of a season for him to like actually win over a guy like Sandy. Yeah. 
I don't like Musgrove was up there for a while, but he's fell off. That's true. Corbin Burns is Mm. he's still been really good, but he hasn't been Sandy level. Right. And it's a down tick from what he did last year too, which doesn't help. Doesn't help his case, even though he's still been he's still been really good. Let's see. Um, and then ALSI is kind of and like kind of wide open, right? Scherzer doesn't have the innings, in my opinion. That's true. Uh, but yeah, AL McClanahan kind of falling off a little bit here. He's, he's limping his way. I think he's, limping, but he, he's probably going to win it, I think, right? I He's for the leader, but it's not it's I, not as a uh, I don't know. I think well, Verlander who's going to win in the AL? I think Verlander's going to take it. That'd be so lame. Oh. I don't Really? I do. I do think I do think he's going to take it. I on I I honestly want Otani to win it. I think that would be so cool. That would be so cool. Yeah, who'll get votes? He will get votes as he should this year. He's been damn. He's been really, really good, uh, especially if if he has a strong August and September, which is it's silly to say, but if he has a strong August and September. He's gonna have a case if these other guys keep scuffling. Dude, we're gonna find out when Dave Verlander was on steroids. I think. Yeah, I mean he was definitely a. He had to be some type of sticky stuff merchant. Yeah, no, no doubt. Big spin rate guy back in the day when he went to Houston. Sure. Crazy how he did revitalize his career. I will give him credit. As much as I don't want him to win this high, that was like, we thought he was dead in the water, right? I, like, I did. what, five I or did. six years ago? Or it was like, oh, he's toast. And then the Astros claimed him, right? I'm pretty sure he got released. And they literally claimed him. That's no how way. they landed Verlander originally. I'm almost certain. I thought, where I it was like huh. he had to wave his no trade clause at like midnight on the trade deadline at the waiver. I, mean, look, I could be wrong. Something like that. I remember because it, it went down to like the last minute. Remember at the? I think it was the no. Remember the waiver? He yes. went through waivers oh. and he went unclaimed through the waiver. Tra- That's the what it waiver was. Deadline. And then so it, was, he, it was before we ch- they changed it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then and he cleared waivers. And then he waived his no trade clause with like a minute left to spare at the trade deadline to go to Houston for nothing. Yeah, yep, yep. It was August thirty first trade. Literally yeah. a bag of potatoes. That's wild. Those trades never made sense. I still fully understand what like a non waiver shit is. I, I never understood. He just wanted to get rid of the contract mostly. Yeah. So you like you you put the you put him on waivers, and if he clears waivers, you know a team can say, "Oh, I claim him off waivers," and if they do, they have to take his whole contract. You get the and, player, but you get back the in the day, that was like the non – because you had the non-waiver deadline, and then you had the waiver deadline. Because yep. that was like – the trade still wasn't complete. Even when uh, – remember when the Red Sox did that with Manny? Yep. Um, Until they did it to the Dodgers. No, but even before that too, they there was a previous year where I'm pretty sure they put him – he put like half the team on waivers. Yes. I remember freaking out about it, being like, what the hell? Why would they do that? Right. And then I remember understanding like, okay, it doesn't mean he's gone, gone. Even if he gets claimed, you still need to work out something. But that never that part never made sense to me too. But yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that whole thing is gone. And I'm glad you're still listening to this podcast. So shout out to my boys, G Baby. First of all, I love you, man. James Murph, Jake Ruth, G Baby. Once again, I love you, but Lance Legere. Shout out to my boy, Lance Legere. I can't believe you guys listen to this podcast. Alex Fava, what's good, bro? Alex Fava. Okay, we're back after a brief intermission, picking up where we left off about the waiver wire trade deadline uh, shenanigans with Justin Verlander. Um, 
I am happy and elated that the waiver wire is gone and that we only have one trade deadline now. I think it's made the trade deadline a lot better and a lot less confusing. We see teams buying and selling earlier. We see teams buying and selling more aggressively. And I think it's made baseball a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Just consolidate it, make it happen. It was kind of weird. It was on August second this year, this year, though. I didn't really like that. Kind of, it was kind of even and nice when it was July thirty first. Yeah, I think, I think they pushed it back a few days because of the lockout. Okay. So I think I, I mean, I, I could be right. wrong, but I think going forward it'll still be on that July thirty first date. Hey, how are you guys feeling about the Tatis news? Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. How uh, crazy is that? It that is, is wild. That's the biggest name since Cano, right? Like by far the biggest name since Cano. Now, do you? So, did you guys hear the story that it could have been about his dreads? Like he had a fungus in his dreads. I saw that his dad had said that, right? Yeah, that yeah. Dirty, okay. like the scissors were contaminated or something. Uh-huh. I mean, now it's just sketchy that now they're two different stories. The first one was what ringworm. Yep. Yeah. This, what the fuck yeah, is so ringworm? Is it some type of rash? I think. Like a parasite. Yeah, parasite. Because isn't it? Doesn't it get though. in your stomach? Uh, yeah. That's what, that's it's what I a thought. Rash right? called by caused by a fungal infection, so it's like a fungus oh. rash. I know it's popular with wrestlers. Is it popular? <laughs> because something to do with something to do with the mats. It's Ooh. very easy to spread skin to skin contact with the mats and the and, and the way they wrestle. Uh so okay. Fernando, I was getting confused with the tapeworm for a second. That's what I'm thinking. Tapeworm is very different. That's when you got like you got shit eating your stomach, right? Where you're feeding the right. animal. Exactly. Parasite. No, ringworms like that's a scary, it's like actually. a rash on the outside of your skin. Okay. Okay, and that's why I mean it's a dog thing too, right? Don't a lot of dogs get ringworms? I th- yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought sure. it was. A dog thing. Like a dog disease. I, I feel like you get they get there's a lot of treatment for it, at least for, for dogs, but but uh but no, that's heart, that that might, I don't know. That might be uh that might be tapeworms. Or a heartworm. 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 <laughs> you're, think, you're thinking of heartworm. Yeah. He's keep getting me. Yeah. How many worms are there? You know what's crazy about the Tetis thing? Um the reaction of like the teammates, I don't I I don't know. I just don't understand it. I know it's not – no one's pumped about it, right? If he's on your team and he, he's gone for 80 games, he's done for the year, he's going to miss the start of next season. But, like, freaking Mike Clevenger speaking out and saying that he's disappointed and all this bullshit. Like, Mike Clevenger, you've been here for, like, I don't even know, what, a year and a half in San Diego? He Like, he's a leader? No. Remember when he went out with Trevor Bauer during COVID and then he, yes. like, got COVID? And gave yeah. the team COVID. It's like, yeah. fuck you, dude. Dude's You're going to talk about, like, leadership and shit? And he's actually, yeah, he is, because he's the one, too. Clevenger, where he did something with, uh, I think he just, like, left his girlfriend or wife or whatever, like, randomly. Uh, <laughs> not Zach quite Dave, Zach Davies level. Zach Davies but, did that. Too. But it was yeah. bad, Clevenger though. Did too. Yeah. yeah, he yeah, did. right, because she went public about it. Yep. But I don't know. I just don't – I don't love the reaction. of, And even, like, the Padres. Did you see the thing where they did a season ticket? For 2023, and they took him off the graphic or whatever. It's just like really, it no, feels I, a I little petty. That. I don't know. Yeah. He made a mistake. He's a young dude. I don't know. I, I'm not. 
Yeah, I'm not uh, willing. What's to your guys' take? I'm a little biased, so. I, I'm not willing to crucify him right now myself. I, what the fuck? I mean, this they're just I feel like this is just like, this is all frustration because at first he's hurt. He had the stupid wrist thing from the bike accident. Then he's got the shoulder thing because he kind of plays like a whack job. And then now he got this. He got all these like stupid little things. Now he's missed a lot of time and they were kind of looking forward to him coming back. So I think it's more like this disappointment, you know, just. The yeah, mistake. disappointment, frustration, like they made all these moves or banking on him to come back. And baseball is definitely better with Tatis playing. Don't get me wrong, because he's electric and he's an unbelievable, really, really talented player. Don't, but that makes it that just harder to swallow the fact it's it's him. You know, it that got like he did it. Like why, 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 why? There's why, why do you have to do that? It, it it's always going to come down to why for me. And like, how could you be so silly to? Do, do something like that in this day and age where you know what the repercussions are going to be. You've seen guys in the past and how it affects their legacy and Barry Bonds, A-Rod, Roger Clemens, the list goes on about these guys that were clearly tainted. And now he's always going to have that mark next to his name, whether he likes it or not. You know, 10 years from now, he's going to have that mark. 15, he's always going to have it. Cano, same way. Like These guys are they're marked, whether no matter how you spin it, it's going to affect him no matter how good of a career he has, which I still think he's going to have a very long, very successful career. But it's still there. It sucks. And I can understand the teammates' frustration back to that. It's like they went out and made all these moves, and he's rehabbing. He's about to come back, and all of a sudden he got gypped for taking steroids. Like, come on, dude. That It's kind of – it's selfish, but I don't know. I can kind of see both sides. He's young. He's – you know, he's bound to make mistakes, but I just think that is a mistake you can't afford to make. I yeah, it's unfortunate. You know that, as we saw from our uh, experiences on Twitter, people don't didn't forgive Big Poppy. I guess some people. Are yeah, still they still haters. hang on to that. Like for okay, whatever. That's crazy. I that got me. <laughs> Although it got other people more mad than they were on our DMs. Shocking. <laughs> so out, out of all the Red Sox players. <laughs> To target for steroid use, you pick him when you could have Manny, who got suspended 70 times, or Roger Clemens, who's not in the Hall of Fame literally because he took steroids, whether it was when he was on the Red Sox or not. Like, there's plenty of other guys to target. Not David Ortiz, one of the most lovable baseball players in the modern era. Like, if you hate David Ortiz, he either owned your team or you just are an asshole. Yeah, how are you going to hate Big Poppy, man? Come on, dude. He goes beyond, like, uh, whatever. Like I feel like, like even as Red Sox fans, we don't hate like Mariano Rivera so so much. Like Jeter, fuck him. But like Mariano, like all right, yeah, he was he's, he's all right, whatever. We'll, we'll we'll live. But Poppy, you're gonna like hold on to like he like drink a milkshake in like 2002 <laughs> on the Twins and didn't even officially test positive, right? In terms right. Of, like, yeah. I think it's just like some report that was never came, right. Was that the Mitchell report? It was like one of the deep deep cuts of it. Like it wasn't anything actually substantial. Right, for real. And the this biggest fucking haters are the Padres fans. What? Fuck off. So weird. So bizarre. And yeah. FYI, deep dive on that on that Padres uh, page fan that was a uh, the original hater there. He was saying that Tatis was the best Padre to ever live. Now, okay, yeah, maybe the most fun the last couple of years, but you're gonna overlook Tony Gwynn like that, you dumbass. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, disrespectful. that's disrespectful. That's crazy. That's tough. There's no way that guy even watches baseball. Like, it's not even like Trevor Hoffman level. 
Yeah, exactly. You have the second best closer in history, arguably, and you're throwing that label out there. Come on. He hasn't even passed Jake Peavy yet. I was I was going to mention Jake Peavy, maybe even Ben Sheets. Brian Giles. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben Sheets, I know I'm stretching there, but still, yeah, I agree. That's, Mark Loretta. Tell uh... <laughs> <laughs> Mark Loretta, dude. That's an outrageous take, I agree. Brian Giles, though. Khalil hey. Green, remember him? Yeah. <laughs> Jorge Cantu. Khalil Green was going to be nasty. <laughs> Right. Oh no! Who's that first baseman there? Uh, well, Adrian Gonzalez. Let's go. Yeah, Cl- oh. Cl- there's something in Plessy. Yeah. <laughs> Rizzo. Rizzo. True. Casey Kelly. Chase Headley. <laughs> True. Chase Headley. Former Yankee. I yeah. was a little afraid when he went into the Yankees. He was actually a solid Yankee for a couple of years, right? He was kind of. Yeah, it was kind of. He, he was annoying. For a second. For a second, he was annoying there. For he hit tanks, but everybody hits tanks over there. So. Do you remember Fun when? Guy. Yeah. You go ahead, Gilly. No, no, real quick. In terms of steroid people, though, I was just looking because I was like, huh, that is a curious thought of, like, he's going to have a black mark on him forever. You're pretty much right. I'm going through the names. And some of these guys are relevant enough. Like, I don't know. I forgot that Freddie Galvis had a 50-game suspension. Like, shit like that. We're like, oh, okay. There was a guy that the Red Sox acquired recently that had an 80-game suspension. Uh, Not, I mean, six years ago. I'll just say that, but. Um, not on the big league roster at the moment, but he's he's in he the will organization. Be soon. Who? Familiar. Who's that guy? No. No. No, I think he just had domestic shit. To be honest, right? Yeah, familiar was That's the guy I'm thinking about. Oh, yeah. familiar was domestic shit. Okay. Fuck that guy. You want to know what it is? It's been the roster. Abraham soon? El Monte. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He was a roid guy. Yeah. In the Braves, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, or uh, I think it was uh, I think it was Guardians uh, or Indians at the time. There's a couple other like Jorge Polanco, Starley Marte, are guys that people kind of forget about because they're not stars. But uh, true, Chris Colabello, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Free Chris. The pieces in it, but Colabello, give him the chair. <laughs> give Colabello his flowers. Smear. Yeah, just black out his name and then all the history books. <laughs> The greatest Italian first baseman ever <laughs> before Vinny Pasquitino. Yeah, dude, Vinny hit a tank tonight. Dude, he's he's so powerful. He's cool. I don't give a shit about these these roids, though, so much as, like, as long as, as, long as they're not egregious, like, I don't know if that's a bad, a weird take, but, like, I don't know. I don't like This is on the banned substance list or whatever. This is this Tatis thing, like. Yeah, it was like, like a, I, it was like a testosterone mask type thing to I, I I don't know, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, he's hurting his own body, and you still have to see the ball and hit the ball and and do all the things, but it's it's still just you just got to be smarter about it. There's really no excuse at this point in baseball to be caught doing that stuff. Just kills you because you know he doesn't need it to. Exactly, like, that's the worst like Tim part. Beckham. Like, sure, maybe he need, he wanted an <laughs> advantage to like really break out or some bullshit like i'm looking at these other names like freaking david paulino like of course he needed a little something david give paulino him give him, a, give him the <laughs> piece of shit it's like come on tatis what are you doing yeah You're one of those guys who was the guy the red sox had there off the mets like jenry remember yeah mejia right yeah there you go Henry mejia. he got He's banned for life a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he got banned for life momentarily Three three suspensions. He That's got crazy. He got reinstated, but he was he really was the he was the first guy to ever get banned for life for steroids, and then they then they reinstated him after like a year. Wow, 
forgot about this one. Carlos Ruiz did not know he ever had a suspension. Who's it? He has money, Grandall, too. I forgot about that. What the hell? Hmm. Nelson Cruz, I remember. Yeah, people uh, remember Nelson Cruz. So, yeah, there's names on there. But, again, when you come down, down to it, none of those guys are as big and polarizing as Tatis. True. Not even close. The, the scary part is, so right now he's in the IL, right? But next year, he'll come into the, the year suspended on a fantasy, uh, from a fantasy perspective. That's yeah. a roster burner. It, it, it is a roster be. burner. Tough, tough decision-wise. And actually, that just sucks, too, for, I mean, just to have a guy in your roster an entire year and get nothing from him. That's brutal. I know, and in your yeah, case, you had you had Degrom too, but at least he's come back to look like an absolute alien, like we all know that he is. Yeah, he's so nasty. Yeah. Just, Especially, just he was so close too. It's not like Tatis had a setback and then was like, "Oh man," and then he did something. It's like, no, he was literally. And again, maybe he's been doing this for a while. That was Probably like a week away. Came back. You're right. He was yeah. he was right in the precipice mm. of returning to, to this loaded Padres lineup. Mm-hmm. It's fucking disappointing. Matter of fact, it's Brandon Drury's got to step up. He's the guy now. <laughs> you know, it is. Is going to be away from fucking Cincinnati? Time will tell. Young Kim. Yeah, he's had a hot start, though. Yeah, he's been good. Josh Bell's been the one that's been terrible. Yeah, that's true, actually. I feel like I've not seen anything from Josh Bell. He's been he's been really bad. Um, the Red Sox, we'll do a quick Red Sox minute. They just won a series against the New York Yankees. Great series all around. Very fun. Especially Friday night, had a blast. Saturday night could have won, and then Sunday night was the fastest Red Sox game in history. Really? I don't know, but it was two hours and ten minutes. Like at least extremely fast from what I remember. And they started um, at seven too. Started at seven. Game was over by nine thirty. It was great. It was great, and uh, you know, just when they're fucking, you think you're out, they fucking really are right back in because. Kike's coming back. Michael Walker just came back and looked incredible. I mean, this they're two games under 500, and they're a few games out of the wild card spot. But now they got a fucking series against the the Pirates, where you know, and ideally they should be taking care of business out there in Pittsburgh. That team is terrible. They can't hit anything. So I mean, four and a half games out behind the Rays for the last wild card spot. And ahead of you is the Orioles, Twins, and White Sox. Like, the Orioles are going to start falling off here. Reality will set in. Um, sorry, it's going to happen. The Twins don't look good right now. The White Sox are also. But, like, I'm just saying, don't give up hope You get real back in? I, of course. I never really fully gave up. I've been frustrated. I've I voiced my concerns and my, uh, you know, my emotions on it. But, I've never fully given up just because of these teams that are ahead of you that I don't necessarily believe in to be that much better than you. And they've been drastically underperforming for a month now. Um, Devers finally saw one through. He's been slumping since he came back. Like I said, Kike's back. You have a real center fielder again. Tommy Pham has been fucking awesome. I well, mean, yeah. he's just 
Michael Walker get the pitching healthy. Whitlock looks unhittable again. I'm just saying. What's the peak of this team, though? Fuck. I mean, I mean, go ahead. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> Sorry. What's the peak? Just get me in. Just get get me a meaningful playoff game. I I don't have expectations out past that. Uh, One game. But, you want the wild card game? Like you want that? You well, want it's a series now. So just get me into a wild card series and and then break right. my heart then. But at least give me some hope. Just give me some hope. Well, I which I think you. I think they're about to give me some hope is what I'm getting at. I respect that you have this opinion. But the seven game series does Michael Walker pitch twice? <laughs> he just <fucking laughs> might. He does. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, w- when do we accept the fact that he's just good this year and that it's not? No, fluky? no, no. Yeah, I know, no, I know. No. It's just like it is just funny to think of like if they actually made a run. Walker's right. got to be like on his A game, just like at the. He's probably <laughs> the your awesome. number two right now. I don't imagine the, uh, he might even be your number treatment. one. Have him go three games, right? Yeah. I think he get crazy. <laughs> imagine this team like Walker, yeah, Pavetta. Like Pavetta's been fucking terrible for a month now, <clears throat> month and a half. It's been awful. Big I start. Wouldn't hate him as a long reliever though. I, I really do think that his gate, like his, I don't know, his pitch mix would would do pretty solidly if you get yeah, just two or three like playoff innings from him. Just amp him up to go one time through the order type of thing. Yeah, that would up. be sick. Actually, we do like a raise type thing where we we only have like a three or four man rotation for playoff series, but you got like you just have Whitlock or Pavetta or um or even Shriver, I guess, to go like multiple innings if you need them. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, Shriver's a beast. Whitlock can go multiple innings. We know that, of course. I mean, I, I'm not hopeful that they're going to make a deep run or anything, but. Uh, I know that they're going to get my hopes up that they can get back into this playoff hunt uh, in, you know, a legit fashion because I, like I said, I don't really believe in these teams that are ahead of them, especially the Orioles. I really, I'm sorry. They're going to, they're going to fall off here down the stretch. Um, The Mariners are hot and cold. Luis Castillo has been really good for them, but outside of that, their pitching is really inconsistent. Dude, not to interrupt you, Ali, but there is no hope. I, we're watching a <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, we're watching like a dead corpse just fucking continue to keep walking. It's like what, like <laughs> it's the most hollow fucking team I've ever seen. Yeah. With no heart, d- no direction. Cora just is like rolling the best team he can out there with these scrap peep players that Heim is like throwing out there. Like even though, like shout out Tommy Pham, he's he's performing really well and he's fitting perfectly on this team. Would have been a wonderful addition earlier in the season. At the beginning of the season, yeah, that's the guy we needed early on to fucking set the tone. But we roll with fucking Jaron Duran and fucking Bobby Dahlbeck all year and shit. Like the fuck, like this team is a fucking joke and a half. So I, my uncle was over the other day. He's like, oh well, maybe we can make it to another game. I said, I have no interest in hitting up <laughs> again this year. I could give a rat's ass. It's my favorite team. <laughs> I love the Red Sox forever, but fuck this 2022 team fully. I want it to be on record. I don't care. You know what? If they win the World Series, I'll live stream me smooching Oliver. Okay. That takes consent, doesn't it? <laughs> a, a picture of Oliver's face, which you cannot okay. consent to. I'll screenshot it and smooch it okay. live on Twitch. I, it just, Whatever photo you want, <laughs> yeah, the worst photo possible, please. I just, I, I, 
I watch these games and it's because it's fun to watch like Eric Hosmer on this team and like I have like a weird sense of like watching bad players play for the Red Sox briefly. You know, it's kind of fun. It is like, fun. It is really fun to be like, remember that? And even like the Grady Sizemore days, you're like, hell yeah. Exactly. Grady Sizemore was on the Sox. Like that is that is the best part of like this point of the season. That's where we're at, at least for me. Like I know that I know that like mathematically we're still in it, but I feel like a year or two from now when we contend again, which I'm sure will happen, we'll be like, yo, remember 2022 and we had like we're rolling with like Jalen Davis and like oh. <laughs> like what? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hosmer is in his James Loney era. That's exactly <laughs> like, what's happening. That's yes. I see it. <laughs> that's like, that exactly doesn't look right, saying. but I like it. Yeah, but think about <laughs> think about uh, you know, they kind of are assembling a major league roster again, though. No Jackie Bradley, as much as I love him. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't love to keep him around as a fourth outfielder, but he stunk. Yeah. Uh, they have replaced him with Tommy Pham. That's an upgrade. Kike's back in center field over Jan Duran. That's an upgrade. Eric Hosmer at first base. That's an upgrade. I'm just saying, there's upgrades around. I You're know. getting healthy at the rotation. Yeah, it's upgrading from a McDonald's I... fucking <laughs> burger to a fucking Burger King fucking double quarter pounder. Like it's like <laughs> gradual fucking. Oh man. <laughs> it's like, oh man, we're eating Subway now instead. Yeah, okay. All of a sudden, Trevor Story is going to be back here and. You're going to get sucked. They're going to be two games out of the wild card with the series against the Rays, and you're going to get sucked right back in. I actually forgot about Story. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot about Kike. How about that yeah. one? I could give a rat's ass about Kike. How about that? I love the guy. The news about Kike was so weird, though, for so long. It was yeah. like he was – it sounded like he was done for the year like a month ago or even it... like less than that. And now all of a sudden he's like back. Like what? Yeah. Yeah, it's like he can't walk, he can't move his hip. It's like <laughs> he can't do the salsa. He's been shut down, yeah. and it's like now all of a sudden he's here. Hey, man, he's better than what they're rolling out there oh, right 100%. now in center field. So I don't know. I uh, I appreciate Steve's voice of reason because it's always good to hear that. It's always good to hear both sides. Appreciate that because that's kind of how I am with the Patriots and uh, before the that season starts which next week we're going to be doing our annual nfl predictions and awards podcasts looking forward to that and then after that uh we should be having i think we're going to reach out to some nfl specialist guests to get someone on for the you know the week or two before the actual nfl season starts exciting should be fun have you guys watched much preseason football yet not a second. Just Hard Knocks, the first episode. Okay. No, I'm just curious. I have not really watched much preseason either. I watched a little bit of what, the, the first game, the, the Hall of Fame game, but I've wanted to actually, but then it's like, yeah. As soon as the first quarter is over, it's just such a killer this early in the preseason. Like, okay, I don't really care about these sports stringers. Are you, um, yeah. Steve, are you buying into the Lions hype? Right. Well, you know, it's funny. I watched the the uh hard knocks and i took an edible last night before i watched it so there was a time in the in the beginning of the like the, the, the thing starts with like the the head coach like giving this intense speech i was like oh shit this guy's the real deal and then a little while in uh jamal williams the running back has this amazing speech like he he and he's like he's like yelling at everybody he's like telling all the players how much he loves them all and he's like every time i think about all oh, you guys 
I, I think about this record, and it doesn't fucking re- like uh, refi- reflect the real team. Like all this shit, and he starts crying and shit. I'm like, holy shit! I had like chills up my spine and shit. I'm like, oh my god, I love this team, and I love Jamal Williams. And now, but now that I've come back to earth, uh, mm-hmm. I they're still that gonna team, be lines. Team you know? is gonna suck. Yeah, yeah. I there's a lot of lines hype on Twitter. A lot. Um, that coach really cares because. Man. Because they love Dan Campbell. He's a football guy. He's intense. Do you He's remember Dan Campbell, Campbell playing tight end for like the Saints and stuff? Lions? I remember him more as the Dolphins interim head coach after they fired, what's his name? Joe Philbin. Oh. That's what I remember him as more so than an actual player. Did you see the beginning of the, the first episode here? They kind of like give his path to how he became the head coach. That's pretty cool. Like he... Retired out as a tight end off the Saints. Then he called. Then uh, Sean Payton uh, kind of brought him in and made him a like a tight ends coach or whatever. And then he kind of just went up from the ranks from there. Went to the Dolphins. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill Parcells gave him a chance. Then Sean Payton brought him under his wing. And then he kind of was able to like he was a tight ends coach for that Dolphins team. Then Philbin gets fired. He gets up, you know, gets the job as the Dolphins head coach. They all fall behind him. They all like him a lot. And then the Lions take him up. Here he is. He's the head coach of the Lions, like that fast. He's a young guy. He's jacked. He's he's the, he was doing the burpees with the team. Like he's you gotta love a guy like that. Well he's the one he had the press conference last year. What was it? What did he say? But what was it? Kneecaps or like knee something like that? Do you remember that? He's got that clip that was like crazy where I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Do you remember that last year? No, I don't or is his intro press conference? It was a while ago. It was like before he started coaching. He was like, "Oh my god!" He was like, "I'll do whatever it takes." And it's just like, "Holy shit!" Not quite Mike Vrabel level, but up there. Yeah, I mean, no, no, it was, it was, no, it was more than Mike Vrabel level. I would say. Oh really? Like, Mike sure Vrabel about said the, he would cutting fucking... the penis off. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Well, he had, this guy Dan Campbell had one that was like, uh, he had a like a story about the water. He's like some some teams won't are like being at the at the beach. Like some teams won't even get to the water at the beach. And like us, we're gonna be right where you float out a little bit. And then, but he's like, um, that's where all the other contenders are gonna be too. He's like, you don't want to be caught in the fucking deep water. Well, they fucking drag you down. Well, I'm gonna be the motherfucker that drags you down. <laughs> oh shit! Whoa! I, I Meanwhile, dark fast. Sick. Meanwhile, he has freaking Jared Goff throwing passes for him at the end of the day, so there's only so much he can do. Like I Chai. found it. Yeah. His introductory press conference, January 21st in 2021, he said, he said, this team will bite a kneecap off. <laughs> Dude! He's got some... He's got some freaking. I mean, he's crazy. If listen, if he gets a real roster around him, I'm sure he can hype him up, but with what he's got, he can only do so much. Give give him his years and he'll be fine. But this year, I still don't think that they're going to do anything as long, especially as long as Jared Goff is at the helm. That dude stinks. Listen to this up. We're going to kick you in the teeth, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you (laughs) knock us down, we're going to get up, and on the way, we're going to bite a kneecap off. He said that in his intro press (laughs) conference as when they announced him as head coach. How insane is that? That is just. (laughs) I love that. He. I mean, he's just. Definitely a guy that most uh, a lot of guys are want to gonna want to play for if they have that crazy football guy mentality. Don't get me wrong. Um, 
I just don't think that they're it. gonna I'd, be good. I'd be like, see, I'd be, my my mouth be foaming out if I heard that. Someone <laughs> told me that. Okay, you're right, coach. So oh. <laughs> also wasn't he? Pardon my take. He wanted to bring like a lion to practice. He thought that was no way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's sick. <laughs> Dude, I don't think it was possible, but he was just like talking about it, like, yeah, that'd be awesome. What? He might be the perfect coach because you know you got to be nuts in this league. You got to be. But does he know how to coach football and call plays? At the end of the day, you can only motivate so much. If you don't know what you're doing, then you're not going to win games. That was the thing too in, in the episode. Like all the all the coaches are like former players, so like, it's like Antoine Rendell is like a guy, and like <laughs> like every all of his that. coaches. Yeah, there's like like the the lineman coach was like a. I forgot who he was, but they're, they're all names we kind of recognize, like, like yeah. his football yep. friends. So, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Kind of oh, crazy to think that that's a that he inter- inherited that from Matt Patricia. Yeah, that's wild. True. Mm-hmm. All um, right, wrap it up here. Closing takes out of all that. What is uh, we got a we got a closing take. Happy oh happy birthday to uh, Josh's dad. Josh's dad's in town. Down in Florida. That's why he's not here celebrating his father's birthday. So obviously give a happy birthday shout out to him. Any closing takes? Yeah, big shout out to Rick Martin. Rick, if you're listening, uh that peanut curry chicken thing. <laughs> anytime you want to make that, uh just send it my way. Cause that was, <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I ever touched my lips. I don't think I've ever had cuisine quite like that. I don't know what the recipe was there, but wow. It's a great dish. Rick's got that on lock. Josh, I know you're listening. Josh, if you're listening, trade me Tommy Edmond before the trade deadline hits on Friday. So my big question to you guys, will there be any trades before the deadline in our main fantasy baseball league? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I just don't know who it's going to be. I don't know who's going to be. Well, you guys need to make trades. I still don't know. I'll be monitoring the uh, the trade action. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really. <laughs> I'm All the just, colors on the I, table. I, I'm. I don't know if I believe in my team right now, so I'm in a weird spot. Oliver's like the Walker Bueller news that that's got to sink for you. It does. That's, that's it bummer. really does. So, and not that you would have expected much of him, but just like having him come back would have been nice. Mm-hmm. It really would have helped. And the fact McClanahan's looked pretty sketchy here. Down, uh, 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 I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I do think there there will be trades there, Steve. To answer your question, um, I'm excited for fantasy football drafts coming up here in the next few weeks. Personally, Are you guys ready? Um, I think so. I have second pick in one of my leagues. I'm excited for that. I have to figure out the draft order for the league that I run, Steve. Of course, I'm excited for your league as well as I am. I, I like your league a lot because it's still traditional scoring. Well, I did at half point PBR. Okay. Well, that changes a lot, Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the kids got to know that. It was announced. Do, it ago. Yeah. It was that announced. Won't, that won't, that'll keep, that's still pure enough, though. It's, right? It that's is. Still, that's still close enough. And I'm still in one like other league. I'm yeah, still lower. in one other league that is no PPR, and that that's the one that I have two quarterbacks in. So. Uh, not all is lost at the end of the day, excited for fantasy football. I'm not usually that pumped for fantasy football, but for some reason I am this year. I'm not sure why. And, um, excited not to get mad in this year. Tell you me either. <laughs> oh, come on. 
Sorry. A lot of new players this year. You need to, I need watched, to play with. I watched some people play it on Twitch today and was thoroughly unimpressed at, Same. at, the, at the game. Wait, what, did it did it come out? I think like the early release trial came out and, you know, just very underwhelming at first glance. So um gotcha. doesn't look any different than last year. But if you're a Madden player, enjoy it. I will not be enjoying it with you this year. So I guess yeah. that's my, my closing take here. Yeah, fuck Madden. We out. Fair enough. Wait, real quick, Ollie, are you are you diving into the the NFL betting slate this this uh this fall? Ollie one unit. Yeah, of course. I'll be I'll be dabbling. Okay. I'll be not gonna do anything too crazy because I I feel uh sports books in general, that's probably their biggest market, right? Is the NFL and maybe the NBA. I don't know the details, but I assume they make the most money during NFL season. So lines will probably be very sharp. Um, and I don't really want to, I'm not going to go too crazy, but I will be dabbling. Of course. Just curious. Just curious. Want to let the people know. Of course. Of course. Well, I need need Chris Bubich to get through the sixth inning. Right. That's, uh, that's where, that's, that's where I went out a Chris Bubich star on a Monday night. Yeah, it's all about better. Nothing That's how it's pronounced too, huh? Chris Bubich. <laughs> I think so. Dude, he must have had a great time in high school. Oh, sure like Chris, class. my boy Boob. True, Boob, and kind of sounds like bitch too. Yeah, <laughs> double, double on double whammy. Bad, or Ugh. or itchy Boob also. True. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I'm sure that guy had to endure, but right now I just needed to get pitcher. get. Gary Sanchez out, and then uh, and then we, we go one batter at a time. Shout out to Ha Seong Kim on the Padres. Let <laughs> <laughs> it pop off. Yes. He's awesome. I do love him. He's true. And actually, with he's the Tatis news, I didn't even think about that. He's gonna. He really is gonna have like no missing playing time now. I was a little concerned because they have so many guys that are kind of in those middle infield positions now. But good for him. I was concerned for, for Cronenworth, personally, because as a fancy owner, you know. <laughs> but, but, hey, I'll take it. Even what does I, he play every night to night? I don't even know. I feel like I, it's always something different. Second base and first a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. he actually – he's played a lot of first this year prior to Josh Bell coming along. Yeah. In second base. I mean, a little bit he's short, a small I think. target. He's not a big guy. I feel oh. like I see him at second a lot, but I don't know his exact breakdowns. He was like Ty France. Ty France playing first base is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, he, doesn't, he does not have the look of a first baseman. Did he come up as a shortstop? Yeah. It's the third or second, second I base thought. in outfield. Hmm. I remember I Christian Arroyo was like came up as a shortstop. He did. True. Yeah. Yeah, remember that? Uh, he was added when you caught called up with the uh Giants originally, right? Yes. Yeah. I feel like he was a fantasy adder. Was like, oh shit, they're top prospects. Absolutely. Still like Christian Royal. All right. Um, good episode, boys. We'll be back next week, as we said, with uh NFL predictions, awards, the usual fun stuff to go over. And uh we'll also have to be going over our MLB awards here soon. I think we're gonna have some winners in there. We'll keep uh I'll have to dig it up and see exactly what we had. So all right, that's gonna do it for small state big takes episode two oh two, Steve. Take us away. Peace. Yo, I'm back. 
But once your host returns, here's an outro for y'all. I listened to the podcast last week. I was only on for a little bit. Got on, talked some shit, and then I left. And uh, Oliver, where was the intro? Where was the outro? You got to give the people what they want, what they come here for. So with that, I want to say to the 18 people that listened last week, you are the true listeners. I love y'all. Lance Legier, Jake Ruth, James Murph, G-Baby, Alex Fava. That's some psychopath shit. If you can put up with that shit for an hour plus, oh my word. And you're still here coming back for more pain, anguish. You gotta come through and listen to the end at least. When the one true host returns, of course. So what's good? We're at episode 202. I never gave my full thoughts about hitting 200, I don't think. Not properly, so. Uh, I can't believe we we are at 200 plus episodes at this point. Uh, I don't know if we'll make 300, but, you know, four more years of this shit, man. We'll see. I, I don't know. God bless if we do. And double God bless if you're still here with us. But, yo, if we're not popping off by this time four years from now, I don't know. Time to quit life. Trying hard, man. I thought this was the year of small saving takes. I think I was lying to. I think I was lying to you guys. But, yo, back to what I was saying earlier. The game... The game is seriously one of my idols, all time. Like, favorite celebrities. When I think of the game, like, sometimes you think of celebrities that really molded you into the person you are. Like, I tried to be the game at age 12. The whole style, like, I wasn't trying to be the game, actually. I went to Catholic school, but... When I was trying to be a tough guy, I would imagine myself as the game. Like, the game is the toughest son of a bitch in my mind still. So shout out to him for inspiring me. A true person that inspired me in my life. You know who else inspires me? My boy G-Baby. G-Baby up there in Boston doing his thing. You know who inspires me? Lance Legier. Grinding. Lance, you inspire me. Alex Fava, you inspire me. James Burke, when you're working for the town of Westerly, you inspire me. You motherfuckers inspire me to put this podcast out every week. Sometimes this shit's a grind. You know, you work all day, you do this bullshit, then I gotta hop on the computer and inconvenience others because I'm not doing shit for them because I'm doing this podcast for you. Because you guys listen. Oliver, Josh, Gillen, they all feel the same. Jake Zimmer, Will Tondo took a chance, House Enterprise, the true MVPs, I'm sorry it took this long to give you guys a shout out, you guys fucking deserve a massive shout out, I love y'all, shout out to House Enterprise for real, the true MVPs of this shit, we're still out here making pods, 200 in, still so vulgar, I apologize for my bad language, I'm trying to clean that shit up, but... I doubt it'll happen anytime soon, so in the meantime, what the fuck's up? Plumber Radio, we're working on it. 
don't know if you heard the intro, but in the intro, Tainted Judgment on Spotify. Check it out. My boy John Morrell has the funniest podcast I've heard in a long time. He's going places. He did an intro with me, or an uh, interview with me last week. I think that was my first time I've ever been interviewed personally. And I really had a good time on that podcast. So go check it out. Tainted Judgment on Spotify only. Fuck Big Puff. I love y'all. Happy summer.